Robert Nauer for another great podcast about the John F. Kennedy and Captain Jerry O'Tuttle. Memories of or things I'd like to forget. Well, one of the more unusual circumstances that happened aboard the ship because of Jerry O'Tuttle and the way he managed and led people or didn't lead people, Jerry O'Tuttle decided as a prank to move the ship's clocks up by one hour. Normal reporting on time aboard ship was uh, 0700 hours. And uh, Jerry O'Tuttle decided to move the clocks up, the ship's clocks up, by one hour so that he would be right and everybody else would be wrong. Or in other words, those who reported to the ship early, uh, really early, they would be okay. And those that came at the normal report aboard time uh, would get in trouble. So his plan was, while we were in the yards aboard the John F. Kennedy during our very first yard period, was to, he ordered the CDO, the command duty officer, to turn the ship's clocks ahead one hour. That way he could claim that we were all late, when in fact we really weren't. So here I was coming aboard the ship at what I thought was uh, 6.59 hours in the morning, 0600. A um, little bit after, after that, it was, it was around 6.50, just before we were supposed to report. And there must have been two to three hundred people enlisted officers and chiefs all backed up on the gangway, not being allowed on the ship. And uh, the first thing I said was, well, what the fuck's going on? This is crazy. And I saw one of my chiefs there. I can't remember the names. I think it was Chief Whitaker. Um, And I said... What the hell's going on? Why, why aren't they letting us aboard the ship? And he goes, you ain't going to believe this, Mr. Nauer. He goes, the command duty officer up there on the, up there on the uh, hangar bay is saying that we're all late to quarters. And I said, bullshit. It says 655 on my watch. And he goes, well, he's saying it's 755 already. And I said, bullshit. I said, hey. What do the rest of you guys show on your watches? And they all said, it's seven fifty. It's 6.55. And um, I said, so how in the fuck can we be late to the ship? We're not late. And we hung around there, all bitching and complaining why they weren't letting us aboard the ship. And it was a, it was a game that... Nice old shitty old Jerry O'Tuttle decided he wanted to play to prove that he was really in charge and he could dictate rules and he could implement whatever rules he wanted to. So, at officially uh, seven zero seven fifteen, according to him zero eight fifteen, uh, he had the command duty officer and the master at arms all. Uh, start allowing us on board one by one, and as he did, he had the Master at Arms escort each and every one of us, all 300-plus officers enlisted in chiefs, up to a squadron ready room and to wait out in the passageway, because there wasn't enough room in the squadron ready room for all of us. And, um, And then we sat around for another half an hour waiting on 
Captain Tuttle to come in and explain why we were being held in a uh, squadron ready room and for what purpose. And so finally, Tuttle comes in, and I'm in one of the very first groups that gets um, to meet Tuttle. Tuttle comes in, attention on deck, and he goes, don't bother to be seated. He goes, you're all going to be disciplined for reporting late to the ship. And everybody, what do you fucking mean we're late to the ship? God damn it. And he goes, shut up. He goes, you're all late to the ship. He goes, every one of you motherfuckers came late to the ship this morning. Technically, you have missed ship's movement. And we all went, what? That's impossible. We were not late to the ship. So he then said, so here's what I'm going to do, gents. And you got to remember, there were no women aboard the ship at the time because, shit, they would have screamed bloody murder. Um, He said, you can either accept my punishment that I impose upon you for being late to the ship and missing ship's movement, or uh, you can go to you can go to uh, captain's mast. And my my senior chief who was with me, he said, he looked over at me and he said, Mister Nauer, he goes, you need to follow my lead, because everything this fucker is doing right now is totally illegal against Navy regulations, and there is no goddamn way in the world that he can get away with it. And you have the right to request a special court-martial because of his actions, which is what I'm going to do. And I, and I was like a brand-new junior officer, and I was kind of afraid to do that. I didn't know the ins and outs of the Navy all that well, but my senior chief, who had like 20-plus years in, he, he knew what he was doing. And I, I should have, I really should have followed his lead. But anyway, so the captain said, all of you in here who do not want to accept my punishment and are willing to accept NJP, uh, raise your hand. And my senior chief, he raised his hand and he said, had the master at arms escort all the people that raised their hands, which were all chiefs, out of the room. And as my senior chief left, he turned to me and he said, I warned you, Mr. Nauer, he goes, I told you this is all bullshit. This guy is pulling something fast, and you should have followed my lead. Anyway, good luck, sir. So he leaves. And now it's just about 80 of us left in the squadron ready room, standing like sardines, shoulder to shoulder, nuts to butts. Nuts to butts means just what it means, nuts to butts. You were that tight. And Tuttle goes, okay, well, the rest of you that decided to accept my punishment for being late to the ship, here it is. You all are now in hack. You will spend uh, five days in hack. It was almost a week because it included the weekend. Five days, work days, and the weekend. You will not be allowed to go home. And this happened to be the Christmas weekend. It was Christmas weekend. And this motherfucking Navy captain named Jerry O'Tuttle, who later became a three-star admiral, Dick, he got all these junior officers. And I I remember John Cantley was with me, too. 
to be restricted aboard ship. We were placed in hack. We we could go to work. We could go to the wardroom, whatever. And, but we could not leave the ship for seven days. And I said, um, so we won't be able to go home and see our wives, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, no, you accepted my punishment. And, and he goes, and now if you don't, and if you refuse the order I just gave you, um, I'll take you to NJP anyway. So it's like everybody was like really disgruntled and unhappy to say the least. And um, so I went down to the supply office and I called my wife, the Navy nurse. And I said, Jeannie, I said, you're never going to believe this shit. I've been restricted to the ship along with 200 other people who didn't accept the captain's punishment, uh, who, or who did accept the captain's punishment rather than court-martial or NJP. And I have to spend Christmas Day and Christmas Eve aboard the ship. And she goes, what the fuck are you talking about? We were talking about being together on Christmas Eve and all this. I said, I know. And I had even planned to leave, but this little fucking captain we've got has restricted us to the ship. He goes, well, why? She goes, well, how'd you get restricted to the ship? I said, the captain said we showed up late. She goes, that's impossible. You left the house at 6 a.m. this morning and the shipyard's only 15 minutes away. I said, I know. But it turns out what the captain did was he turned the ship's clocks ahead to make us look like idiots and, and that he was telling the truth. So, to make us a longer story short, during those nights, I said, so here's what you're going to do. I was not prohibited from having wives or girlfriends come aboard the ship, so I had my Navy nurse wife come aboard the ship every night as a visitor during visiting hours, which were from uh, 3.30 p.m. until 10 p.m. And, and my wife came aboard, and I had gotten the keys to several squadron CO staterooms, which are very large staterooms, very nicely outfitted, generally about four or five times the size of a lieutenant's stateroom, uh, even larger than a, than a commander's stateroom. And they were very nice. They had lots of room. No television, just lots of room. And, and But the thing was, they had a bigger bed. Uh, I had a little tiny, tiny mattress in the squadron CO's rooms had big beds. So we, she came aboard, we ate dinner in the wardroom, we tried to make light of the shitty situation that Tuttle had put us all in, and uh, then we would go up and uh, spend the rest of the time having sex in a particular squadron's CO uh, <laughs> stateroom. Now, one of those times, she was uh, during the period, and we ended up getting this particular squadron CO's mattress rather bloody. <laughs> so when we left, I had to strip the sheets, and we had to turn the mattress. I had to turn the mattress over so that nobody would see it. But I can bet <laughs> I can bet you anything when that squadron CO <laughs> came back on board. If he found all that blood stains all over his mattress, he was going to go ape shit. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's what we did every night of the week. And on Christmas Eve, we made love. Um, 
And then at 2,200 hours, I took her down to the hangar bay to the quarter deck and said, kissed her goodbye. And every night like that until our hack was over and we were allowed to normally go home. You know, you've got to remember, in the Navy, we were standing duty every three days, two days off, two day, and then one day we had to come aboard the ship and sleep aboard the ship. So that was really a shitty thing that Tuttle did. And when Tuttle did, Tuttle came aboard not every night, but uh, several nights, and on Christmas Eve, Tuttle came aboard, and he had a special dinner, you know, turkey and all, cranberry and all that bullshit. Tuttle comes aboard, and he's all dressed up, and um, we poor schmucks who were officers that had to be on board the ship with that little asshole, we had to sit across from him, and my wife was there, and we're sitting across from Admiral, or Captain Tuttle, and um, she said to him, Something to this effect. I can't quite remember, but it was pretty terse. She said, you have the audacity to do this kind of shit to your people who have been on deployment for seven months in the Mediterranean, and you pull this kind of shit on my husband and the rest of these people. She goes, now I know you know I'm an officer over at the Naval Hospital, but she goes, sir, you are a little bastard. And at that, Jerry O'Tuttle, you could see him getting really red in the face. He, he wadded up his white napkin, threw it on his dinner plate, and stormed out of the wardroom. And there was, you could, it was so quiet, you could hear a pin drop. And, and again, it was one of those cringe moments where I went, oh, fuck. I have another year and a half left with this son of a bitch on board this ship. Why did you have to say that to the captain? But anyway, she did. And all the other, when he stormed out of the wardroom, all the other officers in the wardroom stood up and applauded my wife. And uh, they all said, finally, somebody with some balls. <laughs> but I was just thinking, well, I am never going to get a good fitness report out of this asshole. Not after all this. First it was the round table affair. And now this. Oh my God. What, what next? So anyway, we finished our meal, took her down to the quarterdeck, kissed her goodbye, and Christmas Day was the last day we had to stay on board the ship in Hack because of that little prick named Captain Jerry O'Tuttle. And uh, the thing that people need to understand, everybody who served on the John F. Kennedy, they understood why he was called Slough, short, little, ugly fucker. Because he called himself that because he was a short little ugly fucker. And he treated everybody horrendously. It didn't matter if you were an Airedale, a chaplain, a food service worker, a line officer, intel, an Airedale, or what. If you got on his bad side like Donald Trump, he would trash you out, beat you up, curse you out. He was a fucking prick. I mean, of all the people I ever met in the Navy, he was the he was like the number one fucking prick in the entire U.S. Navy. And somehow he always ended up smelling like roses and getting promoted, even though he was a... Because generally, once you go to a carrier as a Airedale, you will make Admiral, unless you really, really fuck up. 
which is kind of like Melvin Munsinger, which I'm going to tell you about in a future podcast, who was a commanding officer on the USS San Jose AFS-7, who did not make Admiral when he went to the carrier constellation because he really fucked up. And so fuck-ups don't make uh, Admiral once you go to a carrier as a commanding officer. A wonderful guy, Mitchell, who had preceded Jerry O'Tuttle, he didn't make Admiral either, though he would have had he not collided with the USS Belknap cruiser, which um, they hung his ass out to dry for. And ultimately, the captain is responsible for everything that happens on the ship. But Tuttle was always pulling pranks, always trying to one-up everybody else, and always, which is what Napoleon complex people do. They always try to fuck with everybody else to prove that they're superior. So, my advice to anybody listening to this podcast is, if you end up working for somebody shorter than you, and I mean really shorter, a foot short is okay, but two feet shorter than you, you need to go find a job somewhere else because they're going to have a fucking Napoleon complex. Now, I do say that, but at the same time, I had an XO at Combat Systems Technical Schools Command, CSTSC, Mare Island, where I was the supply officer and the comptroller of back in 1980. 80, 80, 81, and 82, and he was a very short helicopter pilot. He was about five foot three, so he was much shorter than me. Wasn't as short as Tuttle, but he was shorter, and he was a great guy. Loved him to death. He and I, from the first time we met, we just liked each other. He loved the things I did for the command. He understood I was good at my job and knew what I was doing, and he left me alone, and we got along great. Uh, So there are exceptions, but those exceptions are exceedingly rare in the U.S. Navy. Anyway, that is the episode, what am I going to call this? Um, Placed in Hack During Christmas Season by Jerry O'Tuttle. And with that, Bob out until the very next episode.